0: Cool, we're live. Um, so I was thinking, I'll, I'll wait a sec because I was thinking, wait, where's Jesse's voice coming in <laughs> to introduce the, um, the episode? But obviously we're back. Um, so yeah, welcome back to um, Play to the Whistle. Um, obviously we're missing last week, so apologies for that. But we're back this week to, to obviously talk about a number of the Premier League games. Um, again, it's been a interesting weekend of a lot of penalties. We're gonna, um, we're just going to get straight to it. Where are we starting? Uh, first of all, how are you doing, Kaz?
1: I'm good man I'm good I, I can't complain obviously football wise it's been a bit mad but yeah man can't complain man we're, we're still churning out results but apart from that away from football yeah man I'm good man what are you saying? Yeah
0: I'm, I'm good like the um, it was a weird weekend obviously with the football because it was very much the team's one that you'd expect to win but Interesting still. Lower, lower leagues as well. I know we're not really going to touch on them today, but there were some there was some banging games. I think um, Forest Green drew uh, 5-5 this weekend. <laughs> I think they were 4-1 up at one point. It was a mad game. Um, like I said, they're the funnest team to watch um, in, in the Football League at the moment. But we're going to start off with um, <laughs> with Everton, who obviously giving away Christmas presents at the moment. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna let you one. You start with this one, cause because I know obviously Everton sort of cl- cl- um, close to you in terms of geography and stuff, and you've obviously been watching them obviously quite a bit over the, the, the last like, couple of years. Mm. How you know? How do you find the game and what's going on with them? So obviously we didn't, we haven't spoken about that Everton Arsenal game, but yeah, how do you find the game first of all?
1: I think even yeah, going back to that Everton Arsenal game, just very briefly, I thought. I thought they were quite lucky in some ways. I thought Arsenal threw away their chances in that game, um, but I feel like that's Everton at the moment as a whole. They're just kind of riding on a bit of luck or they're riding on a bit of a a, a, a hope that they might get a result out of something. But if I'm honest, personally, I think I think they're in trouble. I think we got we got to be honest and say they're in trouble. You look at the fact that they haven't got Calvert Lewin, um, who's been injured for for a long period of time now, which is a big chunk of the season. You then look at the fact that obviously Rondon scores today, but before then, he wasn't necessarily doing anything. Um, They still got like the players like Iwobi, Fabian Delph, um, even Gomez, you could probably put him in there as well. Tom Davis is still there. Um, Keane is still a centre-back. Mason Hallgate's still there. Jordan Pickford's okay every now and again. So that team needs a massive overhaul restructure everything and obviously raffle wasn't really first choice when they got there they wouldn't have you know obviously the, the history with liverpool and, and everton still kind of burns with some everton fans but yeah they should be lucky he's a very good manager but i just think now that the cracks are definitely showing for everton and, and you saw that in today's performance um, with palace as well you know palace were, were dominating that game throughout from first half they they dropped off second half, but definitely for the first half. I thought Crystal Palace could have had at least three or four goals. Um, Jordan ayu had a very good chance in the first half as well. Conor Gallagher was pulling the strings for, for Palace as well. So I, I look at that that Everton team and it, it worries me in terms of from an Everton perspective because they haven't got anything on that bench apart from the, the young kid. I think his name's Gordon. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, he's done. he's he, done well to be fair.
1: Yeah, he's the last couple of games I've watched of Everton, he's done very well. Um, impressive kind of with Richarlison, obviously going back to the Arsenal game. I think he scored three goals in total, but obviously the two were offside. But um, even when he comes off, I mean, even he, I think he came off today as well. And just obviously you want to see every player um, show that sort of determination and that fight. But sometimes you just got to come off, man. Like if, he wasn't getting the service. He wasn't really in the game today. And that's the ultimate reason why Rafa brought him off. And yeah, you you, you know, he, he sulks a lot and, and whatnot, but you just got to come off sometimes, it's not your day. And, and obviously Rondon coming into that game scoring, um, but I did think, you know, Palace were, like I said, they dropped off second half. They allowed Everton back into the game, making it 2-1. Yes, they score third goal, but even when it's 2-1, you sort of thinking to yourself, Everton might get a draw. So it could have gone either way, but I, I, over the 90 minutes, Crystal Palace were definitely a dominant team, you know, um, as impressive as Zaha, as always, as well. So, um, yeah, big game, big game to lose for Everton, and obviously, massive, massive game for, for Palace to get three points as well. But, um, what, what, what do you think about Patrick Vieira, Crystal Palace? How, how do you think they're doing at the moment?
0: Yeah, it's, it's funny because obviously, I think, I think is it that they lost three on the bounce, something like that, before today. Um, and, look, that's just form. <laughs> sometimes you're in form, sometimes you're out of form. Um, I think with, it, with the games that they lost, they they won. Um, you know, it wasn't a disgrace. I think I think today, to be fair, they played quite well. They were good value for their for their win. I know they they dropped off a little bit in um like you say in the second half, but I always felt that even on a the counter attack, they had loads of chances anyway. Um, second half um to, to to put that game to bed, and obviously they they did eventually. So I think I think they could be quite happy with how they've played and then um you know in the in the game today and also just the even the games that they've lost um recently or haven't won i think that they they're not like getting they're not getting smashed you know what i mean like they're Mm -hmm. you know they're doing all right they i think was it leeds was that the game was that the, the, the last minute penalty i can't remember if that was that was the leeds game like uh was it Rafinha right at the end, I think scores the, scores the pen to win them the game. The Villa game. Yeah, yeah. Is that Steven Gerrard's first, first game for, um, for, for Villa? For Villa. think Things like that are going to happen. Um, and it's different to Everton because Everton are getting battered in the games that they're losing. Like, was it five against Watford, four against Liverpool? I feel like there was a, f- they obviously three-one today, like they're getting murdered. So, I I I think that's just what you're going to get with a young team, bit of inconsistency. But so far, so good. For, but they're not they're not going to be scrambling around in relegation. This is this is a good place for them.
1: Yeah, I have to agree. I think obviously when Patrick Vieira comes in after Roy Hodgson, there's always going to be that transitional period anyway. But I think he's brought in the right players as well. Um, Conor Gallagher, like I said before, for me, he's one of the if not the best player for Palace is probably one of the best players of the Premier League at the moment as well. Um, but yeah, even the likes of Zaha, I thought again, very, you know, what he brings to a game anyway. Um, and and I thought, again, Palace deserved a win today. I just thought that they were overall the better team as well. So yeah, I, I can't really see them struggling this season. What are they, 12th now? Um, I think 19 points. They've got some relatively good fixtures coming up um, over the next couple of weeks as well. So I think they got Southampton uh, in the midweek and then I think they got Watford at the weekend. So two games up on on the back of, yeah, th- the way that they've kind of been playing their games, you'd expect them to kind of get something out of them too. So yeah, Palace, Palace for me are, are going in the right direction. It, I don't think we can really say that about about Everton. Um, what What do you think needs to change at Everton in terms of, whether it's the manager or the style of play or, or or what do they need? Does he need a transfer window to, to bring some players in?
0: Yeah, I, I think, I've, I've said this before, but, I, you know, I think it'd be stupid to sack him because what are you going to do? You're going to sack him and what? bring in a manager who's going to stabilise him, help him finish the table. You might as well just keep him. If he was if they sacked the manager that was performing like that and he was available, they would bring him in. So you might as well just keep him. I think he needs a window. I, I'm worried defensively for them because they don't have a bad defense and they concede in a lot. But I think that's just because going up top, they there's no pressure. I know Richarlison. We've talked about him. He's not a bad player. He does. He he like at Arsenal. He, I mean, he got a hat trick of goals. I know a few of them are disallowed, but he he's he's good. When you're missing someone like Calvert Lewin, I think. I think you pointed this out at the beginning of the season. They need bodies. Like they need someone else that's going to come in in an offensive position that's going to be a first teamer. That's going to, if, for mm-hmm. example, like if he was available, like a Harvey Barnes, for example, do you know what I mean? Like someone's mm-hmm. going to come in and can play because he's good enough to fit in a team. Maybe not so much a striker because Calvert Learn, when he's fit, he's going to play, but just someone in them attacking positions. I, I would just, I will just keep. Wrap. They've. I'm looking at the table now. They've won. they won five this season, which is more than most in the bottom half of the table. And you know, two free wins. They're like eighth or ninth. Do you know, what I mean, Leicester were where they were, you know, a month ago so I think they'd be stupid I think there's loads of like stuff out there about the um the hierarchy and stuff that that's what needs to change but if you're smart you'll keep Rafa in the job you give him about 20 million in the in the, in the window just to, or 30 million just to try and bring something in offload guys like a Iwobi or whatever and just see, let him see out to the end of the season they're not going to get relegated they're not worse than Newcastle Norwich Southampton they're, they're not going down So give them some peas let them stabilize and then can bring in a few more players in the summer what what's your thoughts because i know i know i know you're thinking the fans are turning i know you've been saying this but what 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 are your thoughts or what's going to happen what would you do with with that situation well, i
1: think it's difficult because i think he hasn't had a transfer window at everton but the fan, like i said the fans or some fans didn't want him in the club at the first place and if you look at i think it was after i think it might have been brentford after the brentford game the fans were hurling abuse at him at the end of the game. So that, that kind of tells you already that, that the fan base, and I've said this on here before, the fans are the ones that necessar- or normally can get you sacked from a job. It's not results or, you know, players or whatever. It's normally the fans that have got the loudest voice when it comes to the managers being sacked. And the fact that he's obviously ex-Liverpool doesn't help. The fact that they have spent money prior to Benitez coming in, albeit another manager was in, in place then. But I just think he needs a window. I think if you can get a window, get some players in January, one or two, it doesn't have to be a massive overhaul in January because it's difficult to get, you know, attract players at this time of the season as well. So I think if you can bring one or two, I don't know who, I, I, I don't, ideally you need some more attacking players. I think defensively, you know, they're not solid defensively, but I think they're they're okay. Like you said, I think they've only conceded, I'm going to say twenty twenty eight. 28, I think they've conceded this season which is a lot, but when you look at the other teams around them, um, in fact, no, I'm going to take that, I'm going to take that back actually, that is quite bad, that is quite bad.
0: Yeah, but they shouldn't be getting, I mean, they shouldn't really be getting hammered by Watford. Hmm. not too bad no it's not too bad but we but they did get hammered so
1: we got to go on what the goal difference is but in terms of me personally I, I think I'd bring in someone like you said I don't think Awobi's anywhere good enough quality I don't think Tom Davis is any good of quality even when he's playing I know he's not in the team at the moment but um, obviously they Calvert lose a big loss for, for any team that's kind of a, around that, that sort of table um, position anyway but they haven't got enough up front. I don't think Solomon Rondon's the answer. Yes, he scored today, but the games I watched prior to that, he just doesn't look like he's going to score goals. Um, obviously, Damari Gray's brilliant and I think him and um, Andres, Andres Townsend are the, the two players that are, are key for Everton at the moment and they need someone in the box and a lot of the time, Richarlison isn't the person that's doing that and I've always said that I don't think he's a you know a number nine or something. I think he's better on the left side of the, the three up, up front. So. They need someone who can come in and put the ball in the back of the net, and I think that's all they're missing. If they had someone that was scoring goals, albeit that they're getting thrashed, you know, four or five nils every now and again. But some of the games they're, they're playing, they shouldn't really be losing them. You know, they, they've got enough about them in that. Mid, you know, midfield is probably weak, the weakest part about them. You know, and obviously when Calvert Lewin's back, I think they'll they'll show what they can they can do in, in in that sort of attacking third. But until he's back, he's looking a bit bit peak for them
0: last thing I'll say on them. If if, if and it would never happen, but they just go to United, Lingard, Martial, and Van der Beek, that would sort it out for them. Oh, on, oh, honestly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they finished, they finished, but United won't do that because they're rivals, and that's what Woodward Wood would say. <laughs> but nice even if rivals. they got Martial, to be fair, I don't know if Martial would go, but that that's they can play up front when uh Calvert lewins out and he can play left. Um, as well, mm. well it's, not anyway. it's not a bad shot. It's not a bad shot at all. Hopefully, he, he can see it until New Year. Yeah. Mm.
1: Let's 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 talk about my favorite team, Chelsea. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna let you kick off with that one.
1: Do, do you know what I'm gonna start off by saying I'm gonna say this because I remember on here I think it was only a couple of weeks ago, and I said we're winning games, but we're not playing the best football, and it's it's worrying me. I can't remember if it was you or Jesse but one of you said but you're top of the league and I think it might have been Jesse someone yeah. said oh, but you're top of the sounds league sounds like
0: a Jesse comment <laughs> you haven't really got
1: anything to worry about and now hopefully people can see what I was, I've been trying to say for, for a long time that we yes we're winning games or we have been winning games but it's not comfortable and it's not convincing and we're seeing that now I've, I mean I don't think I've been on play to the whistle for I don't think I was here for the West Ham no um, so even going back before then, you can go back to Burnley, you can go back to the United game, you can go back to Watford when we nearly, we nearly drew with Watford, 2-1. You can go back to the, the, the game just gone, you know, Leeds, like we nearly lost or drew to Leeds. Zenit, there's so many examples of, and, and what I'll put it down to is the fact that we haven't, we have had a lot of injuries. We've had obviously look at Kante's been out the, the game, uh, Kovacic has been out, we've lost Mason Mount for, for bits of that, Lukaku's been out, Reese James has been out, Trevor Chalab has been out as well. They're, they're excuses, if I'm being honest, because we've still got enough about that team to to, to win, especially at Watford, who yes, pressed us very well and, and, and dominated um, parts of that game. But in terms of the squad that we've got, we should be beating... Those kind of teams we shouldn't be struggling and relying on a a last minute penalty against leeds united which leeds played very well um you know they they had moments in that game where you you did think they might go on to win this and then obviously they bring it back to 2-2 and you know anything's possible so i I look at that i look at those kind of games and as a chelsea fan now i'm not i mean i'm not worried in terms of our our, our top four or title challenge i'm not worried about that because i still think we're in contention for both of them but games like that tells me a couple of things that we can't really rely on someone like who didn't play but Saunaz. We haven't got someone like him that like a I mean he's he's a good player. He's a good player, but he doesn't fit the Chelsea way that we're trying to do things. That's the first thing. So it's a shame that we haven't got someone that we can bring off the bench and yes, we're gonna have Kovacic back eventually after his COVID thing and Kante's coming back into form, but it's just worrying that, to see that we're we're kind of slipping away slowly and We're kind of pushing these little wins out here and there, but it's still not convincing. We're not clicking. And I've said that all along, something defensively isn't clicking. You look at Mendy last couple games um, prior to to the Leeds game and something ain't clicking. Like defensively, we're playing out from the back and we're making silly mistakes. We saw that against West Ham as well. I mean, we didn't touch on it on here, but I mean, Mendy made a, a, well, Jorginho was at fault for the pass, but then Mendy's just got to kick that out. Rose Z against West Ham. So those things happen in football. I mean, I'm not not trying to say he's a bad goalkeeper, but those things cost you games. And, you know, we've got to iron those kind of things out, especially going into this busy period. I think we've got a game every four days in December. So it's a busy period. We've got injuries. We've got the Club World Cup coming up as well. Obviously, we're still in the Carabao Cup as well. So there's a lot to play for, but we've got to be on the ball every week now. Every week's like a must-win game for us, which is weird.
0: Do you see? Uh, the thing with that is, I've not watched Chelsea play like for for quite a few games. Um, I do not Admittedly, I didn't watch the Leeds game, but I've watched most of the other ones. I do agree that definitely there could be an improvement in the performances. I don't think it's been bad. It's just not been good enough at times. But I'm looking at a lot of things. I'm thinking the sides that, that you have struggled against west ham were in good form at that time they beat liverpool this season they've they've beat quite a few teams the watford game yeah okay that one you can say leeds leeds are a good team like i think i think we're thinking you know guys in the top three man city liverpool chelsea should be just slapping teams i think a free two at home to leeds not ideal you can see them the, that amount of goals but getting a win against leeds is it's still a good result. You should be getting it, but it's, it's a good result. And I look at what the table looks like at the moment. So we're not even halfway. Most of you, I say you, man, like Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, around the like 30, 36, 37, 38 points. On that trajectory, you're heading. You're all heading for about 90 points, which is all like championship winning form. So I, I just think, the standard is so high that's set by you three teams that it, especially when you're not top it, it then starts to look bad. But I, I generally think that actually d- these are good results. You're going to lose a couple of games, but I know what you mean about the performances. I think the performances could be better, but I, I don't know. I I, I still I, I still think you guys are okay. But personally, I think there's there's both sides: the performances, but the results and the teams you're playing, the teams you beat. And the squad depth you've got, the games you're coming up, I think they are just out of form at the moment, personally.
1: Yeah, that, I mean, the reason I say we should be beating that Leeds team, that's a team without um, Calvin Phillips. There isn't any Patrick Bamford in there. I think they had Rafina, who, brilliant player, but Dan James up front. Like these, are, these, these, we should be beating them convincingly based on the form, like you just mentioned as well. Um, we should be beating them easily, in my opinion. We rested a lot of players in the midweek game as well. Let's not forget that. We had a lot of whole different, I think mean, we made eight changes to the team that played against Zenit. So a lot of these players were rested as well. So, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not um, worried in terms of the title challenge or top four. That doesn't worry me, but it's just, again, like I said a few weeks ago, when it comes to the big games, we do turn up normally. We like to play the, the big boys, but when it's Leeds and Watfords and those kind of teams, we don't. Not saying that we're not we're not up for the challenge, but I'm just saying that we do tend to switch off a lot in those kind of games. And West Ham are in good form. I agree with you, but again, we could have easily won that game if it wasn't for the the mistakes that we made in that game as well.
0: No, it's, it's true. I think I wonder when Lukaku's fit because I know like when he's starting games because the ne- I think the next four games you've got are teams that like you know should be dealing with and then the kind of teams that. Even if Lukaku doesn't perform in the big games in a way we would like, and I think that includes everybody who would like to see him. He definitely he bangs against some of the teams that ain't in, in the sort of top parts of the table. So I think, because I looked at the, the lineup that you had yesterday, it's pretty much the same team that you had last season. And I'm thinking about the last time you, man, won a league. And it wasn't with, it was with, you know, a number of those players. But I know you won a Champions League last season, but we, I don't think we could sit here and hand on heart and say you were the best like team in England and like the best team in I know you won a Champions League but you know what I mean like you know on paper you you did probably other teams you're thinking actually that when I watched that team that was that was a top you know a top top team in Europe I think you were a good team in Europe Um, so I think that result the points that you've got when once Lekaku is fit I think again I always say November's the best time to go to to have a bad patch of form because you've got international break, you've got a couple, couple games there. You want to hit a bit of form in December and then you want to get it later on. So and L- Liverpool will have theirs and Man City, they were they weren't fortunate to win yesterday, but they they were fortunate in, in the penalty, I think, if that makes <laughs> sense. like they it's quite it's quite easy that they might not have got that and not gotta finish 0-0. They look quite blunt up top. So but I, I hear you I can imagine, as a Chelsea fan, it's probably quite frustrating because you're looking at that that team. You're thinking we should be dealing with these men, especially with them out. So we'll see it anyway. But entertaining game as always with Leeds, and um, you know, hopefully, hopefully with them. Um, I think they are doing all right at the moment, but hopefully they'll pick up a few mm-hmm. more points. They're unfortunate to lose it late on.
1: Let's go to your specialist subject, Kaz. Your
0: specialist subject. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> to be fair i'm gonna i i'm gonna be am i'm gonna be honest i didn't i didn't get to um to see all the games so i'm gonna i'm gonna leave this one with you but it seems like obviously united the change in management which has been united fans have been crying out for um the, the change in the the management seems to be working at the moment but give me your thoughts on 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 United and obviously they look like they're pushing up the table a bit now there's a bit more structure in terms of their, their, their play at the moment. But give me your thoughts on United.
0: Yeah, so, because I don't think I've actually talked on the appointment since, um, since like it's all been confirmed and everything. So, ironically, I watched the game yesterday and all I kept getting from people was abuse. Like, oh, I thought you didn't support them anymore. Like, why, why are you watching their games? It's like, oh, just, I'm just watching football. I also watched Coventry Huddersfield yesterday as well. Like, <laughs> I was getting a bit abuse. But, um, I mean, the game yesterday, it's another one of those Norwich, they're not they were not a great team under Fuck for, for you know he just wants to play a certain style. Um Dean Smith is, is coming. He you know, they're playing much better. They're playing with a lot more ferocity, a lot more physicality. They're actually but they're actually playing. They can they can play, and we've seen his villa teams have been able to do that as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um so they played well. They should they should have they should have got the three points yesterday, if I'm honest. Um they they played well enough to win, at least for a draw. Um The penalty obviously was a penalty and United didn't play badly, um, I would say. I think it's just one of those games where when you're pretty much a week with a new manager, you've already lost five, you know, you've lost a third of your games this season. You've been under a regime where there's no structure and you can just do what you want. You're going to have games like that, but it's all about the three points. So um, you can see that there is a little bit more of a pattern. I know, what's his fa- face? Gary, the idiot, was talking on Sky Sports about, oh, there's not intensity. So, you know, and he's already trying to throw the manager under the bus. There is an issue, obviously, I think, with the players just switching off at times. And the same issue that I've been harping on for about the last 18 months, and particularly now this season that Ronaldo's here, Bruno Fernandes lacks composure. So that called United yesterday. Anytime he got the ball, he was very wasteful with it. It's useful if you're at home and you're playing against teams that are sitting back because you're going to keep getting it. But it wasn't sticking. Ronaldo probably had one of, I'd say, his worst games in a United shirt. Sure, I know he scores the penalty. He has a, a couple of chances, but he's kept giving the ball away. And when, you're, when I look at your Chelsea's, Liverpool's, Man City's, even like your West Ham's um, as well, They've got guys that can, where the ball sticks when it's up front, or guys that can chase it down, hold it up. Ronaldo, as good as he is, doesn't really offer that anymore, which I know anyone who's not biased can see that. So the ball just kept coming back, um, which, which wasn't helpful. And then you had Rashford, Ronaldo, Fernandes on the pitch. Sancho then came off for of Greenwood. So you got like four strikers basically not really wanting to do that tracking back. So that, that's where they fell afoul. Um, but overall, you can see that there's, I think the players that know, have a footballing brain are playing much better under the new manager now. So like Fred, you've seen, he's not a bad player but he's a player who plays in his head quite a lot and he's, he's an intelligent guy. So that's why he's become a main uh, player. Same with Tomane, you see him. A lot of people are mm-hmm. on the fence of him, but he he's quite an intelligent player and he's played in a multitude of different positions. So when you watch him play, you can see that and he, that's coming out now a lot more. The difference is with almost someone like Rashford, who I still think is a good player, but his decision-making is atrocious. <laughs> so yesterday, every time he was on the ball, he kept giving it away, making bad choices, and hopefully, with a whether it's Raniak or another manager, he'll be a bit more competent. So, I'm not—I don't think there's going to be fireworks because I think there's a mentality issue with United in terms of pressing the ball and playing that intense football. I don't think some of those players have it in them. But what you'll see is um, more organisation defensively, and as you know, um, obviously Chelsea and especially the Mourinho day and the Ancelotti days, to be fair, you, yeah, you can win games with strikers, but you you win stuff with strong defences, and there's two clean sheets now. Yes, David De Gea was man of, the, man of the match, and he was really good, but Lindelof was actually, until he came off yesterday, was really, he played really well, which I was surprised at, and Maguire's less rubbish than he used to be sorry that's the only way i could describe it but he's he's not playing as badly as he was and you are seeing him come in and and so you're seeing defensively actually it's a lot better and he's also playing dallo and tellers who then come in and um provide something offensively and are a little bit more aggressive then luke shaw can be very kind of "Mm, i want to press forward but I, i can't be bothered to like stay wide and actually cover that left space and wan who's quite badly out of form at the moment. So that that was my my thoughts on on United in the sort of past week and and yesterday. I think you know Norwich probably should have won, but it's a when you when you win and, and you and you know you're not playing well and you're you know fifth in the league, a point behind West Ham, but you're probably going to overtake. It's that's not a bad position to be in at the beginning of December. What well, what's your thoughts on um I'm gonna ask you about your, your thoughts on what you've seen so far from United and what you what you've kind of heard and are you are you worried that you know if you drop points for, in a few games or you go to the World Club Championship that United might be hot on your tails? I
1: I think I think this season's objective, I think, for United would be just to get the top four. I think you look at the, the three teams like you mentioned, City, Liverpool, Chelsea they kind of seem like, yes, we're, we're probably not in the best form. Liverpool might dip in form. City are slow starters anyway, so you expect them to keep momentum now. But I just think, for for me, I have seen a, a massive, not a massive change, but a, a considerable amount of change from what Oli was trying to get these players to do to what um, Ralph Ragnick's getting the, the, the players to do now as well. And I think you look at, like you mentioned Fred, I think I watched Fred in one of the games midweek and he was, I think he was arguably man of the match and even probably yesterday he, he could have probably got that as well. So him, uh, McTominay, who I've, I've always thought McTominay's a really good player and, and same with Fred. I thought they're both very good players. It's just the, the way that they were being asked to play together and I don't think that's always worked. So I think now you're seeing someone, someone come in and actually give them a, more, um, a role that suits them a bit more better and, and probably just even off the field, some of the training that they're probably getting as well. I think that's definitely something that's that's helped both of them. I, I get your point about Maguire. Um, I don't, if I'm honest, I don't think he was fully fit when he came back. I still think he's an okay centre back. I think, I think from going back to the Leicester game a few weeks ago, I think you could tell that he wasn't fully fit then. Maybe he's getting that fitness back now. But I, I do get, I do get your point in terms of you know he's he's okay. He does have the 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 um has it in his locker to make a lot of mistakes at times as well so we have to call that out but I think in terms of um, going forward I agree with you I thought Ronaldo I mean look Ronaldo's come back to try and for me have that sort of last dance Michael Jordan kind of thing and and do that kind of you know win something with United maybe just one last trophy sort of thing but I don't think he's going to be I mean he was never brought in to be the answer for the next two or three years in my opinion I don't think he's there to do that I think he's there to to sell shirts and to try and win a trophy of some sorts with United so if he does that then mission accomplished but in terms of like Greenwood and, and Rashford I thought Rashford was very I don't know again I don't think he's fully fit I don't think he's been fully fit for two years there's something whether it's the injuries that he's had or the surgeries after the injuries or the fact that he's you know, people talk about his, his trying to be, you know, feed the families and all that stuff off the field, which is great. But I, I, I don't think you can really bring that into the footballing world. I just think, for me personally, I just think he's he's just not fully fit. He's never hit that fitness. And sometimes when you have injury after injury, back to back, or you're playing through an injury, you never really hit that peak, that that form again anyway. So it could just be that. It could be a, a factor of things. It could be the fact Ollie was trying to get him to do something he didn't. It's There's so many things you could put it down to. So, um overall I'm impressed with what's happened over the last couple of weeks um, I, I think the fact that obviously I think Michael Carrick's left the sort of structure now as well so I think that's probably a good thing as much as you know I know a lot of the, the I think some of the United players and the United fans weren't really happy with that but I think sometimes when you want to change something you've got to just get rid of it even if it's something good you've got to get rid of it and just brings yeah you got to restart and, and i think that's what they're doing at the moment with, with united i think give him give him this season maybe bring in a, one or two players i know marshall wants to, from what i've been reading he wants to to leave he's probably not happy with the amount of game time he's getting so you know he goes that brings in an option to bring someone else in in january or the end of the end of the season but i think we'll see a, a real overhaul we'll see that real sort of what his intentions are um because he's only got it, he's got it only to the end of the season.
0: Yeah, He's interim and there's 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 talks of him maybe being extended. But I think <laughs> the, the wise thing to do would be just, I think i said this before, just stick with the plan. He's in interim, spend this whole period finding the manager you want, get it sorted early so everybody mm-hmm. knows where they stand and then press on with that. Whilst that's happening, Ranić can then, you know, reach out to his contacts. You already know that he's, this is actually the best possible scenario because he can see the team and he knows where the gaps are. And this is what I was saying when Oli came in, the best um, transition would have been to move Oli into that kind of director of football or whatever role because actually he's very good at attracting players, bringing guys in. There was a lot of young players I think that would have taken to him and that's, so they're, they're basically doing what they should have done originally, but they've got a specialist in that. And I think, he's a, I think he'll be a really good, um, uh, good guy to see that process through. So I think just stick with that, because if they don't, you're going to have this guy in charge. He's going to be trying to run the club and then manage the team. And you're going to have the same issues existing where there's, who's the answering to? Whereas if someone's answering mm-hmm. to him and you've got a manager that can just coach, everyone's a specialist in what they're doing. And you, mm-hmm. maybe there'll be some change. You know, you're not going to have mm. Ronaldo come in stunting Greenwood's um, development and, you know, having Marshall pack his bags as good as Ronaldo has been, but it's come at a consequence of the, the team. Mm. The last thing actually I just want to say before, before we um, think about moving on. So I've said this to Jesse and I, I don't want this to come as a surprise. <laughs> I have said, um, and I don't know you're going to laugh at me, don't be surprised not that it's going to happen but don't be surprised if you see united get close to the champions league this season it's very open and united, yeah, i
1: don't think that i don't think that's a bad thing to say
0: yeah i wasn't sure in it because some some people are like what but just looking looking at what's available in the squads a potential sign in um this guy's got previous i know it was a long time ago but he knows it's not like he's never managed in the champions league or like Ollie, like he knows the champions league quite quite well you could see if, if top four is secure, like they're not going to win the league, but top four is going to be calm. You could, you could see with fans in the stadium, as long as COVID doesn't interrupt that, and the right kind of mm-hmm. draw. Because it's only, I was saying to Jesse, um, I'd only be worried about Liverpool if I was another team in that Champions League, because Liverpool can wipe not, the not floor.
1: Not You wouldn't be worried about buying.
0: The thing, the thing, what I always say with these clubs where they play in leagues that aren't competitive is come the end of the season when they won the league and they're resting players and they're only playing once a week, it's a, it gets a bit difficult. So I know them and Paris played um, one of the years. I think it was the COVID year. And I think that's probably why. Um, but other than that, Unless the leagues are competitive, that's why you'll always generally see like a Real Madrid, a Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool, like those teams will win a Champions League because they're having to play at 100% game in, game out for the whole two months. So that's, mm. that's why, not that they won't win it, but as a team, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City, you know, even United will look at Bayern and think we can beat these. It's only Liverpool, I think, you know. Shit, I don't want to play them. <laughs> it mm. could be a bit long. Like, this could be done by the first half of the first leg. All the other teams, mm. with no disrespect, but you'd always think, as the United team, you've got a good chance of getting a result and you'd fancy your chances against them other sides. So, you know, remains to be seen. They'll get not. they'll probably get like some really hard, like in the <laughs> like, like, Atletico Madrid and get slapped up like 1 0 in each leg and, and be done by February. But anyway.
1: We have to see, man. It's not a bad shout though. It's not a bad shout at all. I think, I think the thing with, and I said this on another podcast, but the thing with the Champions League is it doesn't matter what team you come against because you could come against a a PSG who just don't want it on the day. And we've seen that, you know, no one really gave Chelsea a chance until we got to like semi-final stage last season. So, and then even when we got to the final, it was all about, you know, City, the team, Pep. Yeah. So even being an underdog, it, it can happen. So, you know, um, someone who, who isn't an underdog at the moment, they're not even in the squad at the moment, is Patrick Aubameyang.
0: Oh <laughs> He's
1: in the doghouse.
0: <laughs> he's, 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 again, um, I, I think this could be the end for him or the ending because um, how many times has he been disciplined now and have been dropped? Is this the I second think, or third time? I now? think
1: this is the this this might be the third or the yeah. second. It's definitely happened. I think it's happened twice before. It's
0: the second we know of, and I wonder. <sighs> yeah. I think I think I'm sure there's another time he was randomly missing, and we never got a reason for it. And I think there was, that was some,
1: something to do, wasn't it? Something he had to go back the, to, to to. Um, he yeah, had malaria.
0: Brain. Or something. Yeah.
1: It was something mad. I can't yeah. remember.
0: So. I think, because he's a club captain, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So if you're serious about your club, and I think Arteta, I don't think the board are, but Arteta is, he's got a decision to make now where he's building something new. And he, I mean, because what the the rumour goes, and I'm going to say it's a rumour, because I don't know if it's official. It was an unauthorised trip that he went on that he was late back from, I think, that he flew. That's what I've heard. I think that's in The Athletic, but don't quote me on that. Um, so, and you've got a whole bunch of youngsters. You've got Smithrow, Saka. Um, you can put Ramsdale, who's fantastic on the weekend, by the way. Um, and I, I'm I'm definitely eating my words, and I'm glad Jesse's not here. Um, you've got Ben White. I said it as well, though. Yeah, I know, but you're, you're, you're <laughs> kinder to me. Jesse will ram it down my throat and remind me of voice <laughs> notes for the rest of the week. But... Um, You've got, obviously, the, the full-backs. Um, you've got, I think it's Lokonga. I can't remember how to pronounce his name. So you've got a decision to make whether you want someone like, not like a Bamiang, but doing the stuff that he's doing around them youngsters. Or if you want to start phasing them out of the club and whether you think you can do that. Given in mind, I know South. I think it was Southampton they played, wasn't it? Um yeah, Southampton yeah. are in form, but it, Yeah. And he's on massive wages. He's on, I think, the biggest contract. So uh, don't be surprised to see him in summer like China, um, you know, uh, where's the the other? I can't remember the other countries that pay big, but, you know, like the Abu Dhabis and and places like that, because that's a bit mad as a captain at Arsenal Football Club on the P's that he's on to miss a game for his club. The one thing that he trains to do all week for. What could be that reason or about a disciplinary reason? I don't know. What, what's your thoughts on that whole situation? And what would you do if you are Arteta?
1: I think Arteta's in the right though because I think when you're not just because you're a captain but you're one of the older players in the team so you're supposed to be leading by example. You're supposed to be showing the likes of Saka's and smith Rose and the players that are under them as well the, the way that the way that the club needs to be to be run. And it kind of defi- um, goes against the manager do you know what i mean like if if you do something can you just yeah so yeah. i think what happened was i from what i've i know as well that they gave him permission to travel somewhere but he had to be back obviously by a certain time he wasn't back for that that period of whenever it was so i think they authorized the travel that wasn't a problem but i think that the reason that there was an issue is because he didn't come back in time so he's probably been somewhere and whatever's happened and then he's thought oh, oh you know I've missed my, I missed my flight or my private jet hasn't hasn't cleared the runway or whatever it is but it doesn't it doesn't look good for him and it doesn't look good for the club either so I think the club have done the right thing by doing what they've done and they because they haven't really come out again and said it's because of this or it's because of that which no club would ever really do that anyway but the fact that they've been able to keep that yeah they've they've been able to keep a lot of that in-house I think it's good for the club anyway, and to be honest, as I, I kind of agree with you, I think it is kind of the, the start of the end. I think he's not that this t- totally different scenarios, but the way that Ozil got his contract and then you just kind of didn't really see him again after that. Do you know what I mean? I know, I know, it's completely different reasons, so uh, completely different. But yeah, I think once their decisions kind of made on someone, and they don't, they don't want to sort of, they're not going to pander to them you know, they'll start, I think, I'm not sure if China's still got the big piece, because I don't know if China's the one. Yeah, I was, I was I just be...
0: thinking, so I listened to something the other day, where their, their league, I think the champions from last year have, have folded, they don't exist yeah, anymore now. The money's gone there. Um, I think, I think
1: Abu Dhabi and um th- those kind of places now Qatar is where the money and, is.
0: Well, maybe Qatar to be fair with the World Cup coming, yeah. But, yeah, and to, yeah, yeah, to, but to be fair, he's been dreadful this season. Like he's, okay so not not, not dreadful but he's
1: he's not he's not he's not played to what he's getting paid in my opinion
0: and and if you're on them kind of
1: wages yeah if you're on them kind of wages you're the captain as well you kind of I want to say a bit more from you if I was an Arsenal fan and luckily for them they've got Smith Rowe who stepped up this season Saka has played really well Um, I've been impressed with Lokonga and um, Tomiyasu as well been really impressed with them this season. Obviously, Od- Odegaard's come in and done a, a job as well for them. So and Ramsdale as well, like you said. So they've got players in that team that are wanting to play for the badge and, and all of that stuff. But it, with any club, if there's someone who's who's taking the piss like that, then no one's bigger than any club. And no, one, you know, even if you're a captain, you're on the biggest wages. To them, really, they're probably you, you you're doing them a favour because it just means you get them off the wage bill, and it's a, a problem yeah. solved for them. And I'm sure. There was always talk about him going somewhere else. Anyway, last season, I can't remember what club it was. There was kind of rumours. I think it was somewhere in the Premier League. Um, Before before he
0: signed his contract?
1: I think so. I can't remember. That
0: was was United um, he was linked with. So ah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So yeah,
1: but maybe Newcastle, man. You know, Newcastle got the P. They need a, they need something to save them.
0: they definitely mm-hmm. get relegated with... <laughs> 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 if he, if he's turning up the weight and, and yeah. sometimes it's not even turning up, they're gonna get relegated. Yes, in fact,
1: they... it wouldn't be good for it wouldn't be good for him to be in Newcastle every weekend. <laughs> do
0: you know do you know? For... <laughs> oh, they you know for Arsenal though, what um I think would be good for them. I know they've got Inketia, um, who I think they still putting a lot of faith in and i, I hope i hope he does that he does well can, I just, I'm can not... I just stop
1: you though can i just stop Where? you you should have scored against everton man i'm sorry i can't have that
0: oh yeah, yeah that was but listen <laughs> that, that, that happens in it like you know but i think i think they're putting a lot of faith in them but i f- i think for arsenal what would show me that they are thinking differently and stepping forward is if they sign a player i'm going to say like but probably these guys like a Watkins or an Ivan Tony, I know it's a bit early mm. for Ivan Tony because, yeah, he's only had half a season in the Prem and we don't know. But his mentality tells me that we know the ability. The step is there. up, yeah. yeah he, step he, up. He's fine. He's fine with that step up. So that would tell me that if they're replacing, if they get rid of a and get a player like that, Watkins would be good because I think he fits their style of play. He can press mm. and he he's an all rounder and he can. Can you imagine the interchange between him, um, Saka, um, you know, Smith Rowe, just interchangeable? Lacazette's there um, as well, Lacazette's there, Martinelli, if he can stay fit. Mm. So, and they've got they've got a couple men in the um, the youth youth as well, yeah. uh, So, if if they can do if if they were to bring someone like that in, they could do a lot of damage, but personally, that's what that's what I think. So, so yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah, so, um. That's obviously our, our our roundup of the of the Premier League. So basically, everyone that you thought would win won, and they all pretty much did it with penalties, apart from Arsenal. I think um, it was eight spread. penalties. This is ridiculous. Um, mm. But that that's that's going to happen. Everyone's tired, and it? it's all, all of them are tired challenges. Um, but you know, it is what it is, and um, you know the, the 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 Premier League pretty much is the same. I think apart from Tottenham, who, who didn't play. But they've got two games in hand and I think could be fourth by the time they, they play those two games in hand so yeah just want to say obviously let us know your views make sure you tweet us we're on Twitter or at um, PTtw podcast <laughs> and Instagram see remember that al- almost almost says stay tuned but didn't um so yeah we're at the PTTw podcast um, let us know your thoughts and yeah you know, if you want to come and join us do do come and join us we'd love to to hear your views. Thank you for listening and we'll catch you again soon.